1: Moo, mad cow,
2: mad cow, mad cow, mad cow, line, dance, song.
0: Hey, Sungai Nation. Welcome to the show We're here on another Friday afternoon. QT and Sungai with you as normal. Real quick, if you are looking for some professional wrestling today, today you have WCWO in Indianapolis, Indiana, as usual. FGW in Hamilton, Ohio. OFE in Sheboygan Falls, Wisconsin. Supreme Wrestling in Madison, Indiana. WOH in Bennington, Vermont. Defy in Seattle, Washington. Tomorrow night, DPCW in San Antonio, Texas. PPW in Bedford, Indiana. JICW in Martinsville, Indiana. F5 Wrestling in Fitton, Michigan, A.A.W. in Berwyn, Illinois, S.I.C.W. in Bellevue, Illinois, S.W.A. in Leaksville, Mississippi, W.F.C. in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and NTPW in Houston, Texas. Well, QT, a busy, busy week ahead as we go to this week, but I believe our guest is with us. Let me bring him on right away. Do we have with us Rich Abbott from WTC? Nope. Well, Rich, I want to thank you very much for being with us. Uh, We have plugged your show, WTF, many a time here on this program, but is your uh, first time with us, so could you tell us, what led do you get into the business of pro wrestling?
1: Well, first off, uh, thanks for having me on today. Uh, oh, our pleasure. And, oh, uh, is this live, or is this, like, recorded for later, or, or how does it work?
0: Both. We are live, but it'll also drop later for the people on all the platforms. Uh,
2: okay.
0: Gotcha.
1: So, uh, what did you want to know again? I'm sorry.
0: Oh, I was asking, what got you into the world of pro wrestling? What got me into it? Yeah. Um I've been a fan since I was
1: two years old. Um, big Hulkamaniac as a child. Uh, and uh, I just grew up uh, a WWF fan. Uh, all through childhood, never it never wavered, and uh, uh, eventually, I just found my way in a position of being in the business, kind of randomly, sort of. Um, I always kind of wanted to be in the business in some form, but I knew that I wasn't going to be a wrestler or anything like that. Uh, so, I guess um, the story I guess starts with uh me being in a uh, men's huddle group uh that met on in uh for breakfast every week uh with Pastor Darren Earlywine from Mercy Road Church in Pope Theology fame. And uh basically uh what happened was I was going to I went to Heroes and Legends uh that weekend and I was talking about the wrestlers that I'd met. I uh, I think it might have been the first Heroes and Legends. Um, and one of the guys in the huddle was like, "Hey, uh, you love wrestling so much, and now you're you've got this newfound love for for Jesus Christ. Uh, maybe you should combine those two and and do a ministry for wrestling."
0: Sorry about that. Something fell there. Oh, no problem. Now, at any point so, in your experience, did you? plan to get into the promotional aspect or was it something you hadn't considered until they mentioned that
1: uh, I mean yeah you always think it'd be cool to run your own promotion you know like uh I used to play the uh, what was it the TWE promotion promoter game I don't know if you guys are familiar with that game uh, or TEW I don't remember what it was but uh Anyway, it was, like, a text-based game where you're a promoter. I used to play that, and, uh, you know, you always have, like, your your ideas in your head of, like, how it would work if you were, you know, fantasy booking and stuff like that. But I never really thought that I could actually become a promoter myself. For one, I was, like, I don't know if I have the financial means to do it, Um but I started this as a, I started out wrestling theology, not even to be a promotion. It was supposed to be just a ministry of wrestling fans that got together and watched wrestling together. Um, so I was putting together like watch parties, and we were doing like Monday Night Raw viewing parties, and and uh, pay per view viewing parties, and uh, then I think uh, somebody got involved and wanted to help out wrestling theology grow even further, and we put on our first event that wasn't a wrestling show, but it was, uh, we had Lex Luger and Nikita Koloff come in for a, like a a Q and a evening, like, uh, where they just kind of talked about stories and me and Zane Paisley interviewed them. And then they shared their faith at the end of the night. Uh, and the idea that I had in that, at that point was, Hey, we'll do this like every month or, or every, you know, so much, you know, maybe every like three times a year four times a year something like that um and it was really cool to be able to like hang out with the wrestlers that you knew as a kid and everything um and we were also putting out a good message and uh anyway jump in if you're if i'm just babbling on uh oh no you're, you're all good okay so then um so we did the the event, and then we tried to do a second one. We had Ken Shamrock booked, and it just happened to be that same uh, or a couple weeks uh, we were going to do WrestleMania that year, and uh, have Ken Shamrock come out and have his Q&A before WrestleMania, and then the idea was he was going to sit and watch WrestleMania with us at the sports bar that we were bo- uh, booked at. And uh, That was the weekend that – or that wasn't the weekend, but uh, a couple weeks before that was uh, when he had that MMA fight and then it came out that he had uh, possibly done some steroids or something, I don't know. And then next thing I knew that it was canceled. Um, I don't know what the reasons were exactly. I was just told that due to unforeseen circumstances. uh, So there's that. And then uh, we ended up uh, – I re- I booked uh, Simon Dean last minute. We brought him in. And then – so we had Simon Dean there for WrestleMania. Then we decided to try out bringing in uh, Jimmy Hart for Indie PopCon. And we brought Jimmy in. We did a and a thing at the uh, Indie PopCon with Jimmy. And then – the next thing I knew, I had a promotion reach out to me and ask me if they could put on a wrestling show at our church, and uh, we would be, like, kind of working together, and I kind of had plans with another promotion before that, but they reached out, and the other promotion wasn't ready for it, so uh, I went ahead and got the date, and I got the date worked out, Um church. And I wasn't the promoter. We were just like in conjunction with Wrestling Theology. And uh, long story short, um, things didn't work out with that promoter. And then we were like, well, let's just go ahead and put this show on ourselves. Uh, There's a lot more into it that I don't really want to go into, but it it turned into a Wrestling Theology show uh, out of just pure How things lay Or you know How things fell Basically And we put on Our first wrestling show In April 2017 uh, As Wrestling Theology Fellowship
0: Now obviously As a promoter And even just Kind of getting your start You had to deal with Getting the talent You mentioned guys Like Lex Luger Nikita Koloff Jimmy Hart People like that that means you had to deal with the business side of things with wrestlers. Some people are easier to deal with, with than others when it comes to that aspect. Who would you say was your toughest negotiator as far as being able to book them?
1: Um, I don't know that there's really been a tough negotiator. Uh, I think if someone says they're out of my price range uh i just kind of say thank you for your time uh i don't usually uh go back and forth unless like they come back and they're like oh wait no i can i can come down or something um, so i don't really have a good answer for you on that one uh we've been pretty we've had, we've we've had our good idea of what people are going to charge and uh those But, you know, we want, we make it happen, basically. I'll tell you the best ones were Lex Luger and Nikita Koloff, uh, because they knew we were a Christian organization, and they told us that they gave us an amount that they wanted, but uh, they also told us that they would take nothing at all and just take what they can give us or what we could give them. I mean, um because we're a Christian organization and they were able to reach out as long as their hotel and travel was paid for, they were okay. Uh, I can't say that they would do that for any wrestling organization out there, but because we were a Christian organization, that was something that they had uh, said to us. We still went ahead and paid them their what they asked for, um, but it was very nice for them to offer that.
0: Definitely, that sounds like a good deal. Now, you mentioned Heroes and Legends, and I know you've been a part of several of the Heroes and Legends events as well. You recently had picked up the ball when it comes to sponsoring some of the talent that had difficulties with the previous sponsor getting them to Heroes and Legends. Do you want to tell us about what you did at the most recent heroes and legends there in Fort Wayne. Well, you know, I mean, it's one of those things.
1: I saw that Jason had an issue with a vendor that uh, he was losing about 15 talents, and I know that's got to be detrimental to a, co- to a show when, you know, especially a couple weeks out. So I just reached out to Jason and was like, uh, what could I possibly do to help? Who's available? What's the prices, you know? And try to figure out what the best option would be for me to help them out on top of not losing, um, uh, help them out, and on top of me not losing my my butt basically financially, um, which we did uh i had a couple other people that were within the wrestling theology uh organization that came forward and wanted to help out as well so uh you know we ended up getting three talents uh we had james storm uh j t g and chris masters come in and uh yeah we kind of i didn't think i didn't think we were saving the show or anything but I had a lot of fans come up and tell me that we were saving the show, but when I look back on the the card for the evening there, I looked at it and I was like, man, that is three matches that they wouldn't have been able to have, or two matches anyway, that they wouldn't have been able to have had uh, we not done that.
2: I'm
0: glad you were able to salvage some of those talents. I know that was a pretty big blow at the last hour. Uh, the Heroes yep. and Legends format is different than your standard promotion uh, a lot of our listeners are aware of it but for those that aren't basically there is a big wrestling convention a lot of big name talent that has been on the national television scene comes in uh, people from be it 20 or 30 years ago on up to just recent, wrestlers that had been on TV with a national company and are no longer affiliated recently. Uh, They do their autograph signings and fan fest and so forth, and later that night, part of those talents will wrestle primarily against the heroes, which are the local independent talents. Uh, They bring in a lot of the top-name independents out of the Midwest and sometimes out of the area to wrestle the legends. Uh, Your promotion is more of a standard independent, but do you see any type of similarities with what you observed with Heroes and Legends that you incorporate into what you do at WTF?
1: Um, I mean, we use some of the similar talent. Uh, we had Anthony Toatelli as our champion at one point, which is their current champion, I believe. Um, and then, you know, we've had Congo Kong and Drew Skills and uh, lots of the different talents that they use we've booked as well. Um, when it comes to our shows, it's more we try to put a storyline uh, and use a storyline going month to month where, you know, a fan can follow it and, and tell the story or, you know, follow the story along and get invested in the matches, whereas with Heroes and Legends only happening, like, twice a year usually anyway. Sometimes they have some random shows pop up. Um, you might have a storyline, but it's still kind of, like, a little hard to uh, push a storyline with uh, two shows a year, honestly. So... And of course like we'll bring in some talent here and there, um that are national nationally known. Like we had Bushwhacker Luke at our first show. Uh we had DJ Z right before he went to WWE. Um we had Robbie E, uh Jimmy Jacobs, you know. We've had uh big names and come into our shows. Buff Bagwell's been there. But uh we don't have uh we don't usually set it up to where it's like a hero versus a legend necessarily. It's like we're bringing them in for a specific reason or to have a specific match. Um, They might be challenging our champion or they might be um, just coming in to be a part of the show. We had a gentleman Jarvis come and he just joined our tag team tournament uh, and just had a fun little match for us basically. And he also actually – our shows have a message at every show. We we have a moment where we uh share a positive message whether it be a Christian message or just a positive message about like mental health or something like that. Uh we had uh Gentleman Jervis, uh he he did a uh, positive message about mental health when he was in. I I
2: Definitely, yeah,
0: that was a a very good message that he had there. Um, Because of the nature of Your promotion uh, It's affiliated Ran in a church um, You have the positive messages That you put out there Family friendly event
1: Do you Mm -hmm. ever
0: run into Problems with Talents where They go out and do something That's a little bit less than family friendly Be it by accident Or that's just how they normally work, and that's what they end up doing?
1: Um, I mean, we've had instances where, you know, someone might flip a bird and they're not supposed to do that at our shows. Um, that's happened once or twice. And then, you know, of course, like when the wrestler's in the ring, occasionally they'll say a curse word, you know, just because,
0: you know, they landed
1: hard or something. Uh, I try to look, overlook that necessarily, but I do. Tell everybody, you know, front that hey, this is a PG family-friendly show. We don't need any blood. We don't need any cursing. We're not a death match show. Um, we're, you know, family-friendly. Uh, Respect the facility as a as a church. Um, you know, but again, I have to remember at those times too. Like we're not just a Christian organization uh, that is a mission or a ministry to the wrestling fans, but, like, we don't just book Christian wrestlers, as you know, because you've probably seen our roster. Uh, We view ourselves as more than just ministering to the wrestling fans. We're ministering to the the wrestlers as well and and anybody within the business that uh, might be in need of our uh, help, if anything, and and just uh, giving it a positive influence
0: in their lives. Are you run uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, primarily at the church there in I believe Carmel, Indiana, is that correct? Uh we
1: started running in Fortville, Indiana as well. Uh our church, Mercy Road has uh expanded. I actually go to the church. We are an official outpost of Mercy Road Church as well. Uh and we have a full community of fans and uh that get together as well and talk and hang out and sometimes go to other wrestling shows together. So we're more than just a wrestling show in that aspect. But uh, as Mercy Road grows and gets more facilities and more buildings up in different cities, wrestling theology can grow as well and get into different cities and different buildings. Um, So like Fortville, Indiana just opened up this year. Uh, So we ended up doing half of our shows in Fortville, Indiana and half of our shows in Carmel. And next year they're hoping to open up, um, anderson indiana's facility for mercy road so we could spread out to anderson as well and i'm also not ruling out going to other churches either um one of the things that we're trying to do is uh, uh sell our shows to other churches and get involved in their ministries as well um in fact we did that with a private show that wasn't really promoted a couple weeks ago uh we were at uh, Connection Point Church in Brownsburg, Indiana, and we did a one-night tournament for their champion, um, which will be probably like a, a bonus wrestling show uh, with a different vibe and a different feel. Um, we kind of look at those shows that might not be within our regular monthly schedule to be something that's like a dark show
0: or an extra show or alternate universe, you know what I mean? Exactly. I'm glad that you guys are expanding and getting to new places. That's fantastic. Fortville, of course, the home of TJ Kemp. Yeah, and we had TJ Kemp on uh, most of our Fortville shows, I think.
1: uh, I think we had him on all of them except for maybe one so far.
0: Excellent. I'm glad he's doing well and hope that continues to be something you do is expand out. Now, as a promoter, obviously you're always looking to work on your roster, bring in new talents, uh, bring in not only big names and so forth, but you're always going to have to freshen the roster as guys go in and out for all sorts of different reasons. For you personally as a promoter, what is – the way that you scout for talent do you have ways that you prefer to find new talent or do you open yourself to every single avenue how do you go about it i mean there's
1: multiple different ways i've found new talent through wrestling theology um sometimes it's just as as simple as you know another guy getting in a car with one of the people that's already booked uh, and coming up to the show and You know, we take a look at them and maybe we book them at the next show or maybe we put them in a a pre-show match and take a look and see what they got. Uh, It might be as simple as, you know, somebody reaching out through social media. Uh, A lot of times, you know, uh, I'll be looking on social media myself and trying to look for maybe a specific type of wrestler or maybe I see somebody that I'm like, I can do somebody with or do something with that guy uh, as long as he can work. And I'll look in to see, like, you know, if he's. Uh, what he's like in the ring, you know, video-wise and stuff. But, uh, and then there's also times uh, when a wrestler will give a recommendation on somebody, uh, especially if they're someone I trust. Uh, one of the guys I trust a lot is uh, Jock Sampson. Uh, also trust Drew Skills and Apollo Star. Those guys, those, gen- those uh, uh, veterans are pretty trustworthy on who's going to be a good talent. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's lots of different ways that I get new talent on the show. Um, and then, you know, when I was trying to expand out the women's division, uh, I was trying to get more women involved in wrestling theology. Uh, I was just reaching out and trying to, you know, meet and meet up with, uh, the women that I see online and stuff like that, uh, that I didn't know worked or whatever, you know, I just kind of read it. I know originally when I first started to try to expand it, I just said, hey, uh, women wrestlers, put your stuff in this post. Uh, And then, you know, now I'm kind of, like, reaching out. And sometimes they'll reach out to me uh, or I'll reach out to them and just see uh, if they're working in my area and uh, if we can work together and uh, if we can strike
0: the right deal, basically. Now, if somebody listening today that works in the business were to venture out your way from out of the area, what would be the best way for them to reach out and be considered for WTF?
1: Uh I think the best way if they're if they're coming out already or if they're in the area, uh show up at a show and uh help out in any way that you can and if uh if uh You know, you want to get promo pictures. Normally we try to set up promo pictures to be done uh, throughout the night. And, you know, I tell anybody that shows up, like, get promo pictures. That way, you know, like, if I have promo pictures, then it's going to be a lot easier for me to put you on a a poster if I've already got your picture. Um, You know, so that's one way. And, and, you know, if if they're a little beyond that, if they're not, you know, if they're not, if they're being booked a lot, you know, but they're wanting to come out uh, and try to work out a deal with me, uh, message me online, and we can maybe try to work something out. Uh, send me video footage if I don't know or I'm not aware of where, uh, your work, um, and we can work something out. Um, yeah, but I'd say those are the two top ways is probably to reach out through uh, Wrestling Theology, or actually WTF Wrestling Theology on Facebook. That's the one that I'm the best at. I have a Twitter and I have an Instagram, but I wouldn't say that I am uh, the best at reaching out or or the best at even doing anything on social media with those two.
0: (laughs) I hear you. Now, I have no problem setting up a ring. I have promo pictures. I have footage. And I have a Facebook. So, you know, you might be hearing from me at some point. Okay. Okay. Well, at this point in time, my co-host QT is standing by. He has questions as well, I'm sure, so I'm going to pass you over to QT for a bit.
2: Okay. Well, thank you, Sungai. Hello, Mr. Abbott. Mr. Abbott, did you have an athletic background in high school? I did
1: not, actually. Uh, I was more of a worker I worked at uh McDonald's and I worked at the uh Blockbuster and then a the movie theater uh I didn't I w- I had a a job I wasn't I didn't really have the time to uh do anything athletic but I also really wasn't an athletic person I would say so you know my school also didn't have a football team uh we were that small I'm from Hanover Indiana which is down there kind of where Supreme runs usually uh they're in Madison uh, actually, uh, I don't know how well, you know, about the Supreme's, uh, roster, but, uh, there's a guy named Tommy Rich that wrestles, or not Tommy Rich, uh, Tommy Cash that wrestles down there, and, uh, he was one of my good friends from high school, um, but he wrestles for Supreme, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I wasn't athletic, though, I, uh, I was a big wrestling fan all throughout high school uh but I just basically was a fan um, and I, I like I said we didn't have a football team we were too small so I probably would have tried out for football but
2: uh we didn't even have that option so Oh okay all right now uh, if I'm not mistaken on the sitcom Cheers Woody Harrelson said that he was from Hanover, Denty Oh yeah
1: That's our claim of fame right there. Oh, okay. Have you, have you? Yeah, he actually, he actually went to college at Hanover College. He's not really from Hanover, but Woody Harrelson did attend college in uh, Hanover College. And that's why he started using or talking about Hanover because he loved the town so much. It's a very small town though.
2: Oh, oh, okay. Now, is is Hanover a Division Three school or NAIA?
1: I'm not sure. I can oh, okay. answer that question for you.
2: Well, all right. Well, uh, what years uh, did you have that job in high school at McDonald's? Can you give us the, the years that you worked there? Oh, let me think here. Probably
1: 1999 was when I was 16. Okay, I'm the same year. I'm the same age as WrestleMania. That's how I try to keep track of how old I am. Uh,
2: oh, okay. So
1: 1999 was, I guess, 15. So uh, I was 15 years old then. I probably started working around then, and then I probably worked there up until my senior year, maybe, and then I quit there and went to Blockbuster. Okay. So it probably probably would've been like uh two thousand or two
2: thousand and one that I started working at Blockbuster. Okay. I just asked because uh when I was growing up, uh you could still get a cheeseburger, uh, a fry and a drink at McDonalds for a dollar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't yes. know if that was the case then, but uh it was a lot cheaper than it is now.
2: Oh yes, I'm sure. I'm sure uh, by the time 1999 rolled around, that one dollar went up to about four dollars. It had quadrupled, probably. Yeah, well, they did have the dollar menu though. Oh yes, where you could get one item for a dollar. Yes, but back then yeah. you could get three items uh, for a dollar. And sometimes people would, uh, roller skate up to the takeout window on roller skates because roller skating oh, okay. Would break. Okay. All right. Well, Mr. Abbott, what were your high school colors?
1: Uh, I believe it was red and white. Uh, oh. we, we were actually the rebels, which is somewhat controversial these days, <laughs> but, uh, yeah we were known as the Southwestern Rebels in Hanover.
2: okay. all right. Well, Mr. So Abbott, red white and blue, if, really? but Red, white, and blue. Oh oh wow, okay. All right. Okay. well, Mr. Abbott, if you could travel back in time like Stewie Griffin and his time machine on Family Guy, which one of these two basketball players? in their senior year in high school, would you choose to watch? Wilt Chamberlain or Larry Bird?
1: Probably Larry Bird, just for the – because of the Indiana uh,
2: roots there. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Okay, Larry Bird. Very good. All right. Well, Mr. Abbott, if you were a wrestler – Can you name some of your choices as entrance music? And during the holiday season, would you use Alice Cooper's Welcome to My Nightmare to be your number one choice?
1: (laughs) I don't know about that, but I do have entrance music at Wrestling Theology. um, And it's Heaven
2: is a Place on Earth. Oh, okay. That was by uh, oh the lead singer of the Go-Go's, I believe, when she went solo. Uh, Carlisle? Yeah, Blaine Belinda Carlisle. Yes. Yes, that was their post-Go-Go career. Okay, very good choice. All right. Um, have you yourself gone on YouTube and watched Alice Cooper sing Welcome to My Nightmare on The Muppet Show I have not. Oh, okay. Well, uh, we at Turnbuckle Turmoil assign homework assignments, and I think you would get a big kick out of Welcome to My Nightmare sung on The Muppet Show. It's kind of halloween Okay.
1: I'll have to check okay. that out.
2: And if you could report back to Sign Guy on your, uh, uh, on your views and artistic um, impact that Alice Cooper made, on the seminal moment On the Muppet Show history Could you do that?
1: I will do my best, yes
2: Okay, very good Okay. Alright, well Mr. Abbott Do you remember a, a iconic moment In the WWE history When Pee Wee Herman Was host of Monday Night Raw And he confronted The Miz in the ring? Yes I do Aha Yes, he had the big show dressed as Pee Wee as a backup. You remember that? Yeah, I do. That was why he was acting pretty brave around the Miz. And if you remember, the secret word for the night was ring.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think also, didn't he have an interaction with Mean Gene backstage, or
2: was that another night? I think that might have been another night. Uh, I know oh, that okay. he um, interacted with a rock also at that time. Yeah. Okay. But uh, as you remember, uh, Pee-Wee got into a kind of heated exchange with the Miz, and uh, they uh, were playing the really game, where it, the Miz and his accomplice, I can't remember the name of his partner in the ring, who was? a big fan of the Pee Wee Herman show. Even Pee Wee pissed off uh, hit him with the really game.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: was, it, uh, was it Alex Riley? Was that during yeah, that
2: I, time? Yes. Yes. Mr. Abbott, do you remember the moment when uh, the Miz said to uh, Pee Wee Herman, I was, I was never a fan of yours. I was always a He-Man Masters of the Universe kind of guy. Uh, Now, that was a show. I loved He-Man. And Pee-Wee came back and said, if you like the man so much, why don't you marry him? Do you remember that?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I do.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. All right. Now, one of my questions is, was Pee-Wee Herman one of your favorite guests of all time on Monday Night Raw?
1: Uh, I mean, yeah, I liked Pee Wee Herman a lot. Uh, I used to grow, uh, I used to watch him when I was a kid because I'm a kid from the '80s. So yeah, I mean, that was fun to see Pee Wee Herman.
2: Well, I think, uh, in my personal view, uh, he was tied with uh, the parents of ZZ Top on uh, Monday Night Raw, and uh, I may uh, Dusty Hill, the bass player, rest in peace. Uh, but uh, do you remember seeing ZZ Top on Monday Night Raw? Uh, I, I've i seen them on there a
1: lot. I don't remember when they were actually the hosts, but I do remember they were in the audience like a lot during, uh, well, ever since the Attitude Era, they were always in the ad- audience whenever they could be.
2: Especially when they were in Texas, yes. Yeah. But I well, when,
1: when they did the uh, when they did the guest host stuff, I usually my biggest nights were uh, when they had legends on because I'm just a big mark for all the legends that I watched growing up, really. So when they had like Ted DiBiase on there and Dusty Rhodes and all them when they were the the host, or when Jesse
2: Ventura came back, that was
1: pretty cool. Oh,
2: okay, all right. Did you know Jesse Ventura was, uh, did uh, a stint in the Navy SEALs? He's, he was a very tough guy, Jesse Ventura. Oh, yeah. Now, he, yeah. Uh, in, in it, it, when he got out of the Navy SEALs, he did a stint for uh, Portland Wrestling back in the 70s uh, with Don Owen, uh, the promoter of Portland Wrestling. Uh, And it was kind of the dying end of the territories. Have you ever gone on uh, YouTube and watched Portland wrestling film from the 70s? I have not. I've heard a
1: lot about uh, Portland with Don Owen, uh, mostly from uh, Roddy Piper talking. But I haven't really ever got to see any of it. Um, And I I do like to go back and watch the old wrestling. Uh, I have all kinds of wrestling uh, downloaded and, and everything. Uh, I even have DVD binders upon DVD binders uh, of old wrestling shows because um, I do prefer my wrestling to be, you know, uh, a lot older than it is now.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: All right. Well, Mr. Abbott, a cornerstone of most uh, most faith uh, worldwide is the concept of forgiveness. Or apologies. What was your reaction when Roddy Roddy Piper apologized to Jimmy Snooker and, and he apologized for hitting him in the head with a coconut on Piper's Pit? And I think he apologized like 10 or 15 years later. And Jimmy Snooker was in the ring with, to hear this apology.
1: Um, I think. Uh... I don't necessarily remember the apology uh, I know that a couple times that they had Snuka come back on the piper's pit. I know one time he he faked apologized and then hit Rikishi in the head with a coconut uh uh-huh but i I don't remember the exact moment that you're talking about right now uh where he actually apologized to Snuka. was it like
2: after the Rikishi hit or was it before that or? Oh, I'm pretty sure it was after, yes. Okay. It was probably oh. on one of
1: those like old school raws or something like that. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, but it's great to have forgiveness, you know, uh as a Christian wrestling organization with wrestling theology, you know, we do promote forgiveness and one thing that you got to remember too about forgiveness in general is, you know, forgiveness does not mean reconciliation, and that's one thing I had to learn myself. You know, you don't have to reconcile your your friendship with somebody or if they hurt you uh, to forgive them, and you know, holding a grudge just kind of hurts you more than anybody else.
2: What if, uh, it, what if uh, Mother Teresa in in her prime? If she could make an appearance on WWE, how well could could have a Mother Teresa appearance on WWE uh, gone over? I I don't know about
1: that one. Uh, I think uh, that one would be a little tough. I don't even remember did Mother Teresa speak English? Uh,
2: I think she spoke Polish, uh, dialect of Polish and English. Polish okay. dialogue. Yes. Uh,
1: I, I'm, I would be interested in seeing that. I don't know what, uh, how that would go over and what Vince would allow to happen, uh, but I, I would say that she'd probably have a better time at wrestling theology than at WWF. <laughs> I, would just, uh,
2: I would just want to see what uh, Mother Teresa's reaction would be and if she would try to stop a, a Rikishi stink face. That, that's a good question. <laughs> You
1: know, I have a I have a funny I have a funny story. So like, you know, cuz we are a Christian wrestling organization here in Indiana. Um well, sometimes like we try to get the people from the church to help us out. Well, one lady, she was uh not originally from America, uh and she was so distraught over the wrestling that was happening in the church because she didn't understand what was happening. And she was like, why are these people fighting each other? Why are we condoning this? And she didn't really get the concept of professional wrestling and what was really going on. And it was just kind of a a funny situation where, like, she was like, I can't handle it, I can't deal with it. And she couldn't stay and help out with the show the rest of the night because she just couldn't take the fighting. So, I don't know, maybe Mother Teresa would be more like that. She couldn't handle the fighting.
2: Hmm, okay. I would think that she w- if she was from Poland, I I and I believe uh, as a little girl I think she uh, saw a little bit of the uh uh saw World War II action or lived through some of that uh, uh of the German blitzkrieg. Mother Teresa. Yeah. I think uh, I think myself she could have interacted well with uh Linda McMahon to kind oh, of foil yeah. Yes to kind of foil, uh, to be a foil against Vince, Vince's evil empire. <gasps> yeah, maybe, maybe she could bring Ivan Putsky in. Oh, yes. Ivan Putsky. Okay. All right. Well, at this time, I'm going to turn it back over to Sangai Guy, and I wish you well with your Alice Cooper uh, video on the Muppet Show homework assignment. All righty. Oh, okay. Back to you, Sangai. Guy.
0: Thank you, QT.
2: Well, Rich, one of the
0: aspects of pro wrestling that is very popular with the fans has been for decades now is tag team wrestling. You mentioned, of course, Drew Skills and Apollo Star, the sole shooters. But I'm sure there's lots of tag teams that you not only have used on your shows but would like to use in the future. What do you think of the current state of tag teams as it relates to WTF? Uh
1: so right now the ta- we've got a decent uh tag team feud going on right now with uh, uh Awesome Odyssey our tag champions and uh they won the championships from Warhawk uh if you're familiar with them uh Ohio. Uh and then they're actually now feuding with uh, the highlight reel. And in the mix of that, you also have a little bit of uh, TJ and Sean Kemp getting involved in that too. So we got, uh, there's four tag teams right there just in the last few months that's been battling for our tag titles.
0: Um,
1: so I think the tag team uh, division's really heating up, but I, I tell you there's a few tag teams out there that I'd like to get back into wrestling theology. Um and one of them would actually be uh, Halal Beefcake. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with them. Uh, it's uh, Idris Abraham and Joe Coleman.
0: Not familiar with them.
1: Okay. Well, they are they are a great tag team. Uh, I think they're out of Michigan, if I'm not mistaken. Um. But yeah, you, uh, my team, I think, uh, they've been on a couple, uh, I think they were on, uh, OVW for a minute, or at least one of them was. Uh, but yeah, I, I love them. They came in a couple times for me. They have great, uh, a great look. Um, I'd love to have them back for
0: sure. One of the other aspects of wrestling that is very, very important, I'm sure you've had to research this as well, is the job of the referee. I know you have uh, some good referees with WTF, but when you're hiring for that position, what are you specifically looking for as far as someone that you feel is qualified?
1: Um, Well, I'm always looking for good referees, I'll tell you that. Uh, I think we've got some good ones right now. Uh, Right now, we've had uh, J.B. Stewart uh, has been refereeing for a couple years now with Wrestling Theology, and he's doing pretty good. Um, And then we just recently got uh, Donovan uh, Nance, and he's been uh, he he, uh, refereed the last couple shows for me there. Um, but yeah, uh, I would say the things that I advise the referees of, um, is to know, like, cause we do video cause I don't know if you're aware of this, but like, uh, my real job, um, my, like full-time job, I should say, not real job cause both of them are real. <laughs> um, my full-time job is a uh, video editor and I went to school for film production, uh, at Ball State. So, you know, I have a pretty good production uh, only because I know what I'm doing with production. Uh, I don't really have the money to be spending on production. I just do it myself. So uh, one of the things I tell the referees, you know, is to be aware uh, of where you are and where the cameras are. Um, I don't want to have a – a uh, shot of a referee's butt in my close-up shot if I'm trying to get a shot of, like, a pinfall or something like that. Um, and those are some of the things that I think of, like, in a production level, and that's merely because um, you know, that's kind of where my head is at production-wise. Um, of course, though, you know, they got to be able to have good cadence and, and be able to you know, be that third person in the ring and do what needs to be done um on a referee level as well uh I haven't really had many problems with having bad referees in that uh, instance um, so I've been pretty lucky on that on that front but uh yeah, I mean for me personally, my big pet peeve because i'm a production guy is just stay try to stay out of the shot <laughs> of the camera um And
0: that's just, you know, that's probably just me, though. Obviously, uh, filming the shows and so forth, it builds an archive of footage. And right now, with technology where it is, a lot of independent promotions are going to either live streaming their own shows be it through Facebook or YouTube or what have you, and several others are using any number of platforms to live stream their shows, IWTV, powerbomb.tv.com. There's so many out there right now that features independent pro wrestling. Is getting on one of the streaming services something that you have investigated at this point, or is it not the right time for you to do so or do you have a different goal with your footage well we are
1: on one of the streaming services that we're on high spots um, so we're available on high spots for anybody that's got a high spots uh, subscription uh, all of our shows are available on there um, and we also have our own channel which is dot uh, com. And you can go on there and, uh, get, uh, and you can subscribe just to our shows. Also, whatever shows that, uh, we have also, uh, partnered with, uh, we have certain other shows. I think like one of them is the Joe, one of Joey Janela's shows and stuff like that, that you can watch with our subscription. Um, but like, uh, when it comes to getting on to another streaming platform, like a IWTV, you know, I've. I wouldn't be against talking to someone about, uh, doing that. We don't do live streaming right now. Um, because, well, for one, I don't really have the capability of doing that at the moment, um, without putting more money in it, into it. And I'd rather put that money into the show. Um, but like on the other side of things, I would like to potentially, uh, have that um, option of streaming, and and I wouldn't mind talking to someone if they wanted to talk to me about getting on IWTV or something like that. It's all a matter of like what they're going to do with the product, though, and and you know, I've I've heard some stories about things of certain streaming organizations, and I'm not I don't remember which ones are they are, but. You know, some of them that would say that they want to try to own the footage, which isn't something I'm willing to do. I'm not willing to give my footage up, uh, the ownership of it, uh, just to have it streamed.
0: Totally understandable. Well, we are down to the final few minutes of the show today, and I want to make sure you have plenty of time to get all the plugs and promotion out that you want. So if you have anything... In closing, you want to say and plug and promote anything and everything, social media, upcoming shows, your favorite restaurant, anything at all, floor is yours. Okay.
1: Well, our next show is on November 13th. Uh, it's Wrestling Theology Presents Survival for 2021. Uh, that one's going to be in Carmel, Indiana at Mercy Road Church there. Um Tickets are available at wrestlingtheology.com. Uh, we've got some good deals on tickets. Uh, front row is 15. Uh, general admission is 12. And then child general admission is $10. But we got a great deal in that uh, if you do a four-pack uh, front row deal, you get a pizza, uh, four sodas, and four front row seats for $70. And that's online only up until Friday. Uh, it's not available the day of the show. So, uh, that's the best deal that you can get, and I suggest you get on it if you are listening and wanting to come out. Um, and we also have our T-shirts on sale right now. Uh, we put them on sale at wrestlingtheology.bigcartel.com. Uh, they're fourteen ninety-five, which are normally nineteen ninety-five. So you can go there and get a T-shirt, or uh, we also have hats and polo shirts there as well. Um, and like I was saying earlier, our library is available at Wrestling Theology Fellowship at com, and you can get all of our footage there. Um, yeah, that's, that's about it on uh, everything I think of uh, on that front. If you want to join the Wrestling Theology community and, you know, get to know us and talk to us and maybe go out and watch wrestling shows with us and go out to other events and, and just hang out, Um you can, join, you can hit us up at Wrestling Theology, uh, or WTF Wrestling Theology on Facebook, or Wrestling Theo on Twitter and Instagram. Um, oh, and also, by the way, uh, at our show on November 13th, we're doing it early. It starts at uh, 4 o'clock, and if you stay after the show, we're going to actually play the AEW uh, pay-per-view for free on the screens. So come out to the show. Uh, enjoy some live wrestling and then stick around and uh, we'll all watch the pay-per-view together.
0: That sounds like a great time. Well, Rich, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to be with us. We greatly appreciate it. And I always enjoy having people associated with WTF on the show. So, I'm glad we got the top of the food chain on finally. And best of luck as the company continues to grow and prosper.
1: All Thank you. Uh, appreciate you having me, and I hope I was entertaining enough for you guys.
0: Absolutely. We definitely appreciate it. Hopefully we'll get you back on sometime real soon. All righty. You have a great night. You too. Fans, if you've not seen WTF! you can get on the YouTubes and look up footage there. And like was mentioned, you can go to high spots and find it there. And if you're in the Midwest, definitely worth heading out to Carmel, Indiana, which is in the greater Indianapolis region and watching a live show. Also, if you're in the Fortville area, you might just see T.J. Kemp right there at the show. So definitely support WTF and what they do. Great company. They do a lot of good things. We'll be back with you tomorrow. We have a Buddhist special tomorrow. Coach Mike Jones in his NGW Green Room is sponsoring the Turnbuckle Memorial debut of Hannibal, of Hannibal TV fame. So he will be with us starting at noon Pacific time. So make sure you plan to be with us. Sunday afternoon in our regular time spot we wrap up Funny Ha Ha Month with the Northman, Ernest Olson. So have plans to be with us, get out there, support your local independents, and we will talk to you soon.